You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, then you got to be like the Sandman and listen to the podcast called Extreme Rewind. It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum of every pay-per-view special and now ECW on TNN in between. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Uh, well, we are we are on the countdown to a big weekend where an ECW alumni is joining a Hall of Fame. Oh, I was going to not surprise you by bringing it up, but obviously I know you knew about it. But yeah, how do you feel about this Hall of Fame happening this weekend? Uh, so it's Raven going into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, and I think that's that's fair, and I think that's decent. I mean, Raven had a, a, a very good Impact TNA run. I mean, you know, NWA champion. Um, uh, had some very interesting clockwork Orange House of Fun matches. But yeah, um, some of his some of his best stuff in um, TNA. Yeah. To be fair, if you think obviously like the. They they pulled the trigger a bit late on him winning the belt, but he should have beat Jarrett originally. But his um, destiny they dusty finished the... him a couple of times, didn't they? Yeah, the destiny getting the NWA world title and eventually winning it was great. Obviously, the um, facing the new church and getting pretty much scalped by yeah. James Mitchell and Shane Douglas, phenomenal. Obviously, him sort of finally feuding with Vampiro after sort of, you know... Everyone wanted it with the Deadpool from WCW. Yep, was great. Um, his uh, his new flock was was a little bit special. Yeah, yeah. He had the flock, obviously a little debut in sort of CM Punk and, and Mickey James were a part of that in yep in TNA, and obviously then rekindling the stuff in the later years, feuding with Dreamer again, and a couple of other few little ECW. Reunions, um, obviously, Abyss. I think a little feud with Jeff Hardy, yeah, Rhino. Yeah, some decent, decent bits. Oh, and Sabu as well. They never yeah. first feud with Sabu, they never feuded in ECW, did they? Reinvented his look a little again. So, yep. this was, was kilt wearing Raven for a while, yeah. No, it was, um. It was good because it was kind of like this almost the strongest because he basically you had him almost doing that MLW and ROH at the same time. Yeah. And it's sort of he was teaming with sort of punk in TNA, but then feuding with punk in ROH. In a dog collar match that's probably got more watches now than it had at the time. Yeah. Considering it was it was very uh very highly referenced. Yeah, during the punk and MJF, especially like wore the same gear and everything. So, um, yeah, not solid, really solid. Um, running in TNA and like I said, what's well there? It'd be interesting to to hear him in a speech format because it's just you, you don't know if Raven's going to be Raven or or what. But or Scotty, yeah. Well, how he's going to do it. But... I, the, I mean, the, I, I'm a huge fan of Raven. That may have come up once or twice in this podcast. Um, I always found his his 
podcast one that I had to be in the right mood for because it was it was weirdly in and out gimmick and and quite quite a, a I personally found it quite a difficult listen to at some at points because you had to be kind of in the right mood for it. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he does on the the, the acceptance speech. Yeah, no, the um, the interesting the whole. Um, to be fair, Impact Wrestling got just an amazing card all in all this weekend. But I think they're going on Friday. I think they've got it, and it's going head to with a lot of other wrestlers. So that seems weird. But then Saturday's a lot of wrestling they probably don't want to part of as well. So, um... No, it's it's um, it's complex, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, there's a lot. a lot of good stuff going on. There's a lot. But we've got to travel back to 2000. Before any White Rabbits. Before any White Rabbits. Years away from the White Rabbits. Um, July, to be precise. We look at ECW and Tenant episode 49, which is July 28th, 2000. And then the following night, ECW Hardcore TV episode 379. We are getting there. Uh, July 29th, 2000. Oh, so 22 we... left? 22 left, yeah. Gosh. And a couple of pay-per-views, everyone. Yes. So who knows? You might throw out a couple of double weeks every now and again just to spice it up if it keeps them. The weeks are as entertaining as this every week. Uh, we're going to kick off, off with TNN, obviously, the Friday, episode 49, July 28th, 2000. show kind of kicks off with um, Rhino versus Chili Willie, but it kind of strangely kicks off with Chili Willie like, looking stronger and getting the better of Rhino and arguably looking the strongest I've probably seen anyone against Rhino. Yeah, I mean, they, they reference that, you know, he's having a hell of a rookie run and that he's... You know the fans are behind him, and and uh, you know the the audience, the crowds seem to be really biting on the the near falls. Um, so yeah, we we join looking as if Chili Willy could be the new ECW TV champion. Yeah, which again, like it's kind of fine, and I guess it would have like you know if he had done it, it would have been a very ECW thing to do. You know, Shocked it the world. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have surprised me. It would have been like breaking news. Chilly Willy shucks the world. Find out tonight, kind of thing. But um, yeah, Rhino did pick up the win. Does retain, and um, we then sort of get a normal um, ECW intro. When we come back, Billy Corgan, um, current owner of the did NWA. We have, did we not have Sandman run out in this? At the end, or was that a different thing? Potentially, yeah, I think he did. I think it, Sandman runs out at the end of this, drives him through a table to win the feud. <laughs> it's true because getting confused. I know Rhino obviously calls out Sandman later on in the promo and to restart the feud. That's, that's, that's the a feud. new feud, yeah, because right, really... Sandman wins this feud, yeah, because Riggs and that come out. In the next, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to keep up with their bits, to be honest with you, because they're sort of everything and nothing all at the same time. Yes, it. it I mean, they are they are the show. Um, you know, the network, especially um, Rhino, is is the show. They are everywhere. Um, yet at the same time, nothing seems to move because it's no. it's you know, 
the 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 same old. Oh, it's the Sandman. He's come to make the save. Oh, Kane, Kane. Oh, he's through a table and so is his wife. Yeah, no, it's a. It's just weird. I mean, it's kind of because you don't need to see Sandman as TV champion, you know. But you do need to see probably Sandman get a bit more than what he's got. Yeah. Out of this. Um, so yeah, so that happens. So then Billy Corlick is in the ring. He looks like he's going to perform. Just he has. His... He's written a new song, especially for ECW. <laughs> it's just thing that they... I really wanted to hear it. If it was such a thing, it would have been fascinating. Because it just be... I don't know what it would have been. I, I mean, do you think like this is one been... he turned up on his um, one of his later albums? Oh, I just feel like it would have been absolutely horrendous. Where, where is this against his... Batman Forever song. The, might the have, end is the beginning is the end. It might have been saying I just changed it. Oh no, 95 Batman Forever. I'll just throw it out there again. It's the fact that you just him with a guitar but knowing other instruments and just be electric guitar. It just been it I know it was never obviously gonna be a thing, but it just would have been absolutely atrocious. I mean all I did appreciate was was you know, he spent a lot of time sorting the mic out so it looked like he was actually going to sing. Um, and he was never going to sing. He was never going to sing. Didn't even get to speak. But, interestingly, you know, what, what, what struck me watching this, um, this is the future owner of the NWA in his first national wrestling appearance. Yeah. And interrupted by a future NWA champion in um, Steve Carino. This is true. On the show that disrespected the NWA championship. And also, I'm pretty sure in his promotion, he had a short promotion before the NWA where it had um, Davey Boy Smith and that was their champion. And I'm positive that Rhino carried around the sack and defended or lost, I can't remember which one it was, the ECW World Heavyweight title there. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a, even deeper cuts to nothingness. Um, so Louis Dangerously comes out with the network um, before he does anything. And, and why does Louis Dangerously come out? I don't know. Because he is now the net, network's musical executive. Yeah, he's Bluey Dangerously last week. Obviously. And it's even in, later in the show, it's bluey dangerously, I think. They show it again. Um, hey, Jimmy yeah, Hart some... had different jackets on. Louis Dangerously <laughs> can have slightly different names. Uh, we're told that this is basically the same building that Steve Carino interrupted the biscuit and said that his music sucked. And I thought, where he is? Back again, same building. Um, so, but... one of the things that they did to insult Billy Corgan here. Is, is talk about how, and this is the network, um, talk about how this is the same building that Steve Carino interrupted his devil-worshipping friend, Fred Durst. Yeah. Uh, I mean, bearing in mind the amount of skits with the Sinister Minister, is devil-worshipping really that big of an insult? It's fair. You've got, you've got Balls and Axel coming out on Marilyn Manson t-shirts all the time. No, I mean, I mean, most of their music is like generally 
yeah, Rob Zombie and yeah, they're different. Uh, I mean, is it is it just the faces are devil worshippers and the hills aren't? Yeah, no, it's um, oh, I don't know. Anyway, it's just, overthinking. So, no, it's overthinking, but it's kind of makes sense all in the same. It's, it's just so sort of weird the uh, the way of doing it. But anyway, this happens. Billy Corgan does take out Louis dangerously. Um, Dreamer and sort of Lynn come out because Carino and Riggs get involved and end up making a save and it ends up leading to a match later on. Yes. And who sets up the match? Really the, inno- the innovator of silence is now speaking. Can we just say the innovator of silence? We said it a long time ago, referencing a former hostess Griff with his great one liners. <laughs> but Tommy Dreamer, obviously not speaking for months and months, picked up the tab, the innovator of silence. And I liked it. Yeah, after being the replicator of violence for a long time. Um, uh, yeah, no, he's, he, he, he cuts a primer on, on them and, and calls for the, the extreme death match tonight. Um, which in every other thing has just been called false count anywhere, but for tonight it's an extreme death match. Um, and it just, yeah, it, it's strange that after months of like, you know, not him sulking and not speaking because Credible stole his belt and what you're going to do, Tommy, and you know, you'll talk to me, you're a baby face and all the rest of the, the crap we went through. Um, yeah, he's done, he's just chatting again now. It's just, He's up for it, and no, it takes just incredible cross the line. So much he couldn't bring himself to ever speak again. But this lot, he's just like boom. Like, now that he's lost yeah, all of that, like, pressure's off. Hey, Let's have a chat. chat. Um, so Jerry is on his way to the ring where he is attacked by attacked by little Guido, which allows us to have little Guido versus psychosis. Um, I felt this match really fun. I felt it really fresh. Yep. Uh, I felt psychosis, psychosis fits really well. Yeah, he's he's so good that he just adds such a new, fresh sort of part to this Tajiri crazy Guido kind of like never-ending variation of matches. You now got someone who just plonks right in there, and just suddenly you kind of sit there and think, "Wow, I want to see like psychosis versus crazy," and you know, just it adds to everything all of a sudden, and. um yeah, no, amazing. Yeah, um, um, just a really, really strong match. Um, I, I mean, Psychosis was great in ECW in his first run. Um, yeah. He just kind of like, was, he was great, but everyone was just very much just like Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio. And I get it. It's sort of always going to be, you know, when Rey Mysterio went to WCW, everyone was like, Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, because there's something that's really cool about Rey Mysterio, because he's like, but psychosis is, um, yeah, he's a bad motherfucker, he can go. Really is. Yeah, so, and he did pick up the win here as well. Yeah, he's on quite a little tear at the moment, isn't he? He is, on a streak. So, which is weird, because he hasn't got the the curse of WCW in the sense that he's had to come in and job to everyone. 
it's kind of weird because, like we said, obviously pointed out most time anyone that sort of turns, but I don't know if he went in the same way or Heyman wasn't as upset because he was more just a whatever. But the likes of Marmaluke, who came from WCW and, you know, wasn't really anything. Uh, he's been put through the ringer. Johnny Swinger wasn't treated hugely respectfully. Yeah. It, it's strange that someone from, I mean, even even though he's got a little bit of an ECW pedigree, yeah, just strange that he's come in and um, been looked after in the way he has. Yeah, no, he's a, he really has. Um, we now had a really strange bit where basically we just get a rundown of everything that's about to happen. Yes. So just let you know everything that's going to happen shortly. Just in case you decide to turn off. Yeah. You just think, hey, look, we're going to tell Save you everything going to happen, so you can stay around and see what happens. Save you a bit of time. This is what you'd miss if you turn away. Choice is yours. Uh, we get a promo from Rhino. He's basically screaming about Tajiro, Jerry Lynn, and Sandman. Uh, he's looking down at the camera. It's kind of um, it's quite a clever promo. It's, it's, it's well sort of shot in the sense he looks sort of quite intense. And they, they've very much got this whole come and get it kind of mentality with him. Where he's almost like the hill calling out the baby faces, which is kind of rare. Yeah, I mean, apart from the fact, again, it's the champion having to chase people. But then again, at least on this one, you know, he's he's the bad motherfucker that's killing people. Why would you want to go near him? That's the thing. It kind of is different. Because obviously, Taz, to a point, had that. But you could just tell the roster was a lot softer with Taz. So he didn't really have a sort of a choice after a minute. But sort of here... Um, it kind of, it kind of works. You just, you, you sort of wanted him to come unstuck, and he just doesn't. That's the problem. Yeah. Like Sandman should have beaten him. Obviously, right, uh, right. Raven was on his way out, but um, the, the frustration is, it feels like they're waiting for RVD to beat him. Yeah, which I understand. But why is RVD not in your main event picture? Because you've already missed the shot with him once. You were getting ready for the RVD awesome feud. And then RVD broke his leg. So why would you? Why would you try and reset to the television championship? Why would you not? You know, let that go and move him straight to the heavyweight picture. But this is it. Like, in a weird kind of twist of fate, obviously the injury wasn't great, but it did give him such a simple out. Yeah. Where suddenly this guy didn't have to lose. And he can come back in and basically say, ah, you can have that. I'm going to go get the world title, but cheers anyway. And sort of made it in like an RVD way. And it would just pissed off Rhino even more because Rhino's trying to dangle this sort of carrot that he's got absolutely no interest in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, not, not to be. Um, we get the Kid Cash spot from last week where it's sort of like the top power bomb that he reverses into sort of a mid-air hurricane run. It looks great. Yep. Um, Dawn Marie joins Joe Styles and Joe Gertner. Uh, she, she sort of says nothing to do. It's just kind of really weird. I mean, even like Joey and Mercury, sort of a new team that need a manager, there's so much stuff they could have just done with her to 
keep it relevant. I mean, I don't think it's, I think it's a segment later on where she just kind of dances. Yeah. In a really no, they, weird they, light. they really don't know what to do with her. No. Um, they finally put her back on TV after a huge amount of time of not being on TV. And all she does is um, uh, a little bit of commentary. Mainly, she's anti-Francine. Big time. Um, after we finish that, we then get a rundown of everything's going to come down again. So we get a rundown just a couple of minutes after the rundown, in case you forgot about the rundown. Uh, Which is good, because I'd forgotten about the rundown. <laughs> we got Francine getting thrown through the table last week, and then obviously Justin... Incredible retaining his world title. We got RVD promo here. Um, th- this felt like RVD was a bit back to himself. It wasn't about sort of talking injuries and all this. It just felt sort of cocky. RVD just sort of chatting about being better than everyone else, kind of style. Yes. Um. It felt like it could have used a little bit more direction in the whole kind. It was like, you know, it's got your Anton and that's done. But, um, yeah, it was RVD doing RVD stuff. So it was good to just have him back and just better than everyone again. Yeah, I was going to say, and you are lost because there is this whole what's his next move kind of thing going on, isn't it? Van Terminator. Oh, no, that's the last move. I mean, so it's, it's kind of like strange in that sense that they, they could have used it to say, hey, Rhino, or hey, Just Incredible, or hey, I want to get a tag partner, or... Hey, Kikesh. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They, they could have done whatever, but it is what it is. Um, we get the Blue Boy promo with Bluey Dangerously from last week. I'm not sure if it was CNN or Hardcore TV. Probably Hardcore TV. But um, yeah, we've got that promo again. So, yep. and then we get main event time the extreme death match Tommy Dream and Jerry Lynn versus Steve Carino and Scotty and Don. In a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, before we say if anything stood out, yeah, um, Dreamer and Lynn defeated Carino and Anton. Any, I mean, to be fair, it's a fun match, but any major standout bits for you? Or? Um, not hugely. I mean, there's there's a couple of messy spots where they they obviously kind of had choreographed some spots which took a while to to work through and get people into the right places for. So there was a lot of like, you know, setting up a ladder, not doing anything. Resetting a ladder, not doing anything. Um, but it was, it was fun enough. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I mean, and also, uh, it sort of, I guess it sort of makes sense that Drew in that pick up the win here. I mean, it's a good sort of feel factor for the end. I mean, it keeps them both going. And Carino's in a, in a sort of place where losses don't really massively affect him because he's sort of, he's, he's no. still between a stage where he, you sort of know he's not a joke character anymore. He's pulled out some blinding matches, but he's not full credible, for lack of a better term. No, but I mean, it's all about him being able to take a beating and take punishment. So from that side, it kind of does it. It's all about how Jerry Lynn is becoming more aggressive in himself and Carino's really kind of tapped into something that's been unleashed in Jerry Lynn, which is why he's writing die on his stomach and various other things. Um, 
so that's the that's the narrative and, and you know it works it, it you know it's 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 solid i don't understand scotty anton in this mix other than the fact that there's got nothing else to do um well, basically just that and that uh, interestingly i notice he's he's moved to being the u.s male rather than the american male so okay. obviously that was a little bit too close to copyrights yeah um, and that was the end of the show. Chilean takes to the next night. Hardcore TV episode 379, July 29, 2000. This show kicks off mid-match to Jiri versus Tony Marmaluke. Um, the match itself is a lot of fun, but there is one spot which obviously you might have noticed and the score sports arena on Instagram where basically Jiri does a kick-up green mist, which to be fair, I think it's a thing of beauty. It looks incredible. It is stunning. I um I had an epiphany while watching this. Um, yeah. I suddenly realised who Tony Marmaluke reminds me of him and Big Sal. Um, and this is obviously watching too much Disney, but um, uh, they look just like Mowgli and Baloo, with like the size difference in there. They are they are at any point going to burst into. Just look for the bare necessities, da, 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 and, and off they go. I, I think this is the gimmick they were missing out on. Oh, so if this is in like a year, they might have thought about it. Or Vinnie Mac might have picked him up and, and run with it. Yeah. I mean, Good especially when you get to the top spin days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tajiri wins, everyone. <laughs> As well he should. It's a good match. I think it is a good match, actually. Again, like you said, like Toby Marmaluke again throws in this um, combination. Obviously, he doesn't going to wrestle Guido but he, he's someone else that can now sort of get in there with your crazies and your psychosis and just adds a little something special and Mikey Whitbrick's within reason as well they're getting this real they're getting this division that basically should be the fucking television title division yes but they had none of them got a belt but it, it mean, should be the TV title division I mean it's the ECW always had and we've seen it throughout all the way from one episode to 370 nine um they had the work rate matches didn't they you know the yeah. the eddie and deans the um uh, Crazy Chris Mars matches yeah the, the yeah. jerry matches the you know they've they've had this all the way through the rvd matches the lance storm matches that you know the, the candido matches all the way through they've just had you know somewhere in the card they've just had these absolute staple technically proficient matches um, and and they have they've replenished this um, far easier than they've replenished the main event picture in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got another hardcore in there that you can put them in any combination, um, and they are going to have a really decent ten minute match with a ton of niffles. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, no, really fun match. Um, those ones. The next bit. I think semi confused me. I think Joey Styles announced a tag team tournament August twenty fifth and twenty sixth. He seems to, yes. I mean, it's been a big deal. I, I feel like I, I sort of vaguely sort of worked out that we said, and Dawn Marie was there, and they asked Dawn Marie about it, and this is when she just dances, you know, and he just sort of thought they were very happy that she danced. They were, but. I just, um, but again, like I said it's all fantasy booking. She should have been there with the tag belts. 
she should have basically managed or she could have got a new team to try and take them through to prove that, you know, it wasn't just the impact players. She was like the master behind bits or whatever. There was ways to do whatever. But um, yeah, she done. Yeah, this is the uh, Midtown Massacre. Um, we get the intro video as always. That finishes, comes back, she's still dancing. Um, so it's August 25th, the Midtown yeah. Massacre. Um, it's on the ECW on TNN episodes from the the 1st, the 8th and the 15th of September. Oh, wow. And episode 384 and 385 of Hardcore TV, which is episode uh, September the 3rd and September the 10th. So as much as it's August... It's September. Eesh. God. Eesh. I'm not surprised. Um, That's quite the job, though. We basically get... Um, was it Francine and Justin Credible come to the ring um, for a title match? Before the match, Francine and Justin Credible basically just getting heat in the crowd, saying they didn't deserve to see a title match. And I found this really strange because Justin Credible was pretty much fucked with his crowd. They didn't even see the title match. He walked off. It kind of faded to black, came back, and there we are having a title match. Justin Credible's in the ring. <laughs> and this thing, so, I mean, the, the the bit they miss here is the whole kind of, and he was forced to. Because, yeah, they've done this a couple of times, and it's it's great heel heat, but because we're not with the live crowd we don't see the whole kind of why did he come back and get involved? You know, was it someone ran out and beat him up and threw him back in the ring or, you know, he was, he was ordered by Paulie to come back and defend his thing or. Surely this would be the bit where you have Dorian in the ring. Justin could have walked off as Justin could have just back through the curtain. Roadkill comes out and you have this whole like, or Justin Criddle shouldn't be scared of roadkill, but roadkill's a big man. He's got a bit about him. Just incredible does sort of back off and eventually Roadkill just throws him in the ring. Or Doring, you know, catches him from the outside. Th- exactly. Outside and throws him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a fucking tag team partner. It's so easy just to have someone help him. Yes. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Have you explained why Doring's got his title shot? We haven't, no. So Doring has got a world title shot here because Kid Cash got the pin on the pay-per-view and then Kid Cash got injured. So therefore, obviously, Danny Dorian gets a wild title shot because why would we wait? Yeah, so he, he gets he get he's, he's promised a match because of Kid Cash uh, because of the win at the pay per view because beating Simon Diamond, Swinger, and C W Anderson apparently gets you some kind of recognition and favour. Yeah. Um, so they all get to pick a dream match. Kid Cash picked the championship and then got injured. So Doring gets his his number one contender shot. Um, this is Doring, who was number one contender for the tag team title shot all the way back when they were the Impact players and has managed to get a world title shot before he actually got his tag oh, team yeah. title shot. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, it, they get to pick dream matches, which is why in a little while, we'll see Roadkill go after the TV channel. Oh no, he goes after RVD for reasons that make no sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dorian's got a good innings here, but the problem was Chili Willy beating Rhino felt more believable than this. Like There, yes. was, just, there was just no way that Dorian was going to become the world champion. And that's not a knock on Dorian, it's just positioning. It just wasn't going to happen then. 
so one of the big problems which is apparent in this is Doring in himself is not over and uh, as a baby face and and to be honest we've talked about this he shouldn't be his gimmick yeah. is he's a sleaze yeah um what's over is Doring and Roadkill and especially Roadkill Roadkill is an interesting looking big guy athletic as fuck charismatic as fuck even though they don't let him speak um so the combination he's over by proxy he's not over as a baby face um and then when you have him as a singles match against just incredible he's just not he doesn't have that whole kind of like you know we want you to do it kind of push he's just mm. there you know everyone's hoping that roadkill does a run in yeah no it's it's, it's rough and um like I said, it, just, it wasn't it wasn't believable at all. I mean, it was, it was good for Doran, but again, it all depends where they bounce from it next week. If he's back just in a show opener, nothing tag team match, and there's no point really using it to try and get a rub off anything for him. No. I think that's going to be the case. Yes. Yeah, credible wins. Um, we see the Billy Corgan segment from TNN where he was going to do the song and all that that we spoke about a minute ago. And then we get a main event RVD um, defeat in Roadkill. And I guess in a hole so, to show people that Roadkill can go. Yes. Uh, so we're, we're back to another 20-odd minute RVD match. Um, and because it's a 20-odd minute RVD match, it has to be the main event of the show, even though... So the world title match. Yeah. So RVD with no belt is more of a vain event than just incredible with a belt. And it, again, it should be a big deal. Regardless of who it's against, it should be a big deal defending your world title on your weekly TV show. Yes. You know, whether it be hardcore TV or TNN or whatever, it should be a big deal. And um, it wasn't made like it. Like you said, RVD seems to be the prize over um, the world title. And it's, it's clever. You know, you, you see that um, shows that Roadkill can go and everything else. So it does go, but yeah, in the end, RVD does pick up the win. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was pleased that it wasn't quite as, you know, Terminators and all the rest of it as it has yeah. been in previous weeks. Um, I, I, you know, the narrative is that he breaks that, or that out on like the, the, the really kind of heinous ones where he really needs uh, like that extra gear or Bulls Mahoney. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was a good match. It was a fun match. It was longer than it needed to be again, and I don't think it was positioned right. But, you know, it's it's a good and fun match. Agreed. No, very much. That basically takes us to the end of the show. I mean, they're just kind of... Um, they're just kind of plodding through at the moment, if I'm honest. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Nothing... You know, we just sort of... Nothing stands out. They're very much a bit more pay-per-view sort of focused and maybe what they've been in the past. But, um, you know, it was, it was, it was harmless. It's decent enough. Thoughts? Oh, match of the week. It's match of the week. Match, match of the week. There. So, um, I've kind of got two that are, are my most enjoyable ones. Um, one of them is 
RVD roadkill, but for all of the reasons I've just given, as fun as that was, um, I think I'm going to go for super crazy um, uh, psychosis and um, Guido. Because yeah. as much as it isn't as, as you know, pristine a match as, as those two, um, it was good. It was fun. It was solid. And it didn't have the problems that I, I feel the other match had in, in regards to positioning and timing and stuff like that. No, agreed. Uh, I think it was um, yeah, a fantastic match. It definitely stood out. That caught my attention straight away. It's pretty much like the second match on the on the thing. Um, get involved in the conversation at underscore Sports Arena is where you find us on Instagram and at Twitter. Um, keep it extreme. Obviously, keep tagging us all your bits. We absolutely love to see it. Whether it be your T-shirts, figures, belts, DVDs, VHS, um, chair, whatever you want. Just tag us. Anything sort of extreme that sort of triggers some. I mean, ECW chairs, not just kind of like your, your you know. Also office chairs, people. What you this got? Is, this is my child's high chair. Tag us in it if it's extreme. And the the um, legacy of ECW continues. It's extreme rules in this weekend. Yeah, which is, um, again, like crazy in itself, really, isn't it? Mm. When you think sort of, and it, it's a fairly extreme card again obviously it might be anything like sort of ECW it's very much sort of watered down now but it's still solid and a lot more sort of gimmicky and they're sort of trying to a bit more hardcore yeah most matches have got stipulations and it should it should have a bit more sort of hardcore and and stuff like that to it so it's good Um, yeah so just get involved in the conversation back next week as we continue to relive the revolution that was extreme as we count down to the next pay-per-view and obviously checking out all the other cool bits on the journey. And that'd be it from me. And it is from me. So just like Mr. RVD himself, that was the whole fucking show.